Welcome to the Optimal You podcast. This is pharmacist Steve Ersfeld. Grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Optimal You podcast. This week's guest is Greg Pruitt from the Little Buddy Foundation. I think you're going to find his story interesting and really inspiring. So enjoy the show. Uh, remember, if you listen till the very end, we have a little special uh, for you. So you can take advantage of that at the pharmacy if you choose to do that. Uh, but buckle up, grab a cup of coffee, enjoy the show, and have fun. Welcome to Episode 9 of the Ersfeld Pharmacy Optimal You Podcast. I'm your host, pharmacist Steve Ersfeld. The Optimal You Podcast typically features local providers of healthcare, but today we're going to take a little sidetrack from the theme as our guest is Coach Greg Pruitt from the Little Buddy Foundation. Uh, no need for a medical disclaimer today because we're not going to talk much about uh, medical-related topics, but uh, just a little background on Coach Pruitt. Um, he's dedicated most of his life to teaching the game of basketball to young adults in Western North Dakota. Uh, coach Pruitt is currently the head boys basketball coach, just a new job here for him, for the Kildare Cowboys. So we got a, a cowboy in the house here. Um, coach Pruitt's coaching philosophy is to build regional champions on the court, state champions in the classroom, and national champions in life. Uh, well said. Uh, Coach Pruitt and his wife, Don, who also is a pharmacist, live in Dickinson. Uh, because Greg and Don do not have any children of their own, they've actively seek ways to help uh, help other children. So that's kind of part of the impetus between for, for the uh, Little Buddy program. So thank you, Coach Pruitt, for joining me on the podcast today. Uh, I've known Co Coach Pruitt for quite some time now. We uh, had the opportunity of uh, coaching junior high football with him at, at Dickinson Trinity. And um, we spent a lot of time in a, in a little yellow school bus, um, had a lot of great visits. So this is kind of fun to reconnect. So um, he's super motivating. And between um, uh, the two of us, when we coached, he was the rah-rah, gave him the good speech. I was just there just to I don't know what I was doing, trying to teach and technique maybe. So, so welcome to the podcast and maybe you can tell us a little bit more about yourself and a little bit of your background. I appreciate it, Steve. Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, that was the good old days back when we coached uh, the Trinity Titans team. Uh, we had a lot of fun and, and I think you did a little bit more than what you just gave yourself credit for. Uh, we, we had some good times back then and, you know, a little bit about myself, uh, I, I grew up in a small town just south of Dickinson, Elgin, North Dakota. So a small class B town and, and these small towns, they, uh, you know, there's not a lot to do. So sports is kind of the background for a lot of kids and it depends on, you know, the, the year or the class that you're part of. But uh, I grew up being active in sports my entire life. Uh, I was a football player, track, uh, basketball player, baseball player in the summertime. So the, the basketball background is something that um, I enjoyed since, you know, first picking up a, a basketball when I was probably two or three years old and, and just getting accustomed to what that ball was. Uh, back to the, you know, the coaching side of me, we all, all athletes at some point come to a, a situation where they have to choose, you know, are they done playing the sport? And if you still have the love for that sport, what are you going to do? Do you want to be involved in the sport? And and I think for the most part, athletes that really love it, uh, they get into the coaching side of it. 
And that's something that I wanted to pursue after I, I graduated high school at, at Elgin. I went on and played uh, two years at Bismarck State College. And then after that, it came to that decision. You know, what are you going to do? You, you can't play anymore. You can't go on there four year. Unfortunately, I wasn't, you know, good enough to go on for the four years. So my, my basketball career come to an end. And at that point is when the thought process of, Hey, you know, just because you're done playing doesn't mean you can't uh, quit loving the game and, and teaching it. So that's where I kind of motivated myself to get into helping the youth and in, in starting out. In fact, you know, one of the first coaching gigs I had was your oldest daughter. I think I coached both of your daughters. Um, right. In fourth that, or fifth grade yeah, uh, girls fourth, basketball. Fourth yeah. grade basketball, I think, at St. Pat's is what it was called at the time. Now it's Trinity West. And it was kind of neat because I, at that time, you know, I could tell I could I had this big name, you know, Coach Pruitt, athletic director of Trinity West, you know, St. Pat's. And I felt really important <laughs> at that time. But uh, um, that was good times, you know, uh, coaching at Trinity West. And, and then from there, it just grew in, you know being part of that Trinity family. And I, we're going to talk about that here in a little bit, but, you know, going from coaching basketball into coaching football and helping out with track, it was just a, a great connection. And I've always told myself, you know, if you want to have success in life, uh, surround yourself with great people. And, and that's kind of where we've gone so far. Yeah. I kind of remember when you, when you say that your coaching career, I can remember, um, uh, it must have been fourth or fifth grade basketball girls basketball and I think uh, one of the girls was crying yeah and, yeah. and you're like yeah and I don't know how am I going to handle this I'm just like like 20 some years old this doesn't this isn't what I signed up for yeah you know there when people ask is there a difference between girls basketball and boys basketball I always tell them the story of you know fifth grade St. Pat's where uh a girl was crying because she got her hair pulled and the other girl was crying because she saw her get her hair pulled. I mean, I had a, I had chaos going on and, and I think I used my, all, all of my timeouts up in the first three minutes of the game, trying to get all the girls to quit crying, but um, they, they pulled it together and they, they were a fun group to coach. Great, great kids. That's, that's hilarious. Um, so we, one of the things, so obviously the main thing that you're here for is to um, talk about the Little Buddy Foundation. So we're going to dive a little bit into that. And uh, I guess the first question would be, what what was, what was sparked you to um, get that going? And, and what's the background on it? Well, the background on the Little Buddy Foundation, uh, it, it comes all the way back to that basketball career, you know, um, after I went from St. Pat's, Coach Grinsteiner, who's one of, I will give him the credit of being one of my greatest mentors that I have in my life for, for basketball, um, he asked if I wanted to coach uh, varsity level with him and do the freshman C squad. And what happened at that particular time, I think Trinity was ranked number two or three in the state, like in 2006. And we went up to Divide County, which is in Crosby, North Dakota. And at Crosby, at that particular time, Divide was one rank higher or one rank lower than us so um it was a huge game and just walking in the gym and in the jitters and being part of this number two versus number three seed and Greensteiner asked me if I was excited and I had the pre-game the c-squad so you know how important that is you send the message right away c-squad get out and whoop some butt which Greeny would always motivate me and I don't know if it ever helped but he, he got me pumped up uh Greensteiner played a huge role in my love uh, in, in the coaching in the coaching field. But to get to the Little Buddy Foundation, when we were up there at Crosby, uh, there was a buzz right before the varsity game. And it was a buzz like I've never seen before in a basketball atmosphere. It was something that was just, it was weird. 
and I asked Greeny, and I that's what I would call Coach Greensteiner's Greeny. I said, hey, what's the buzz? It's crazy. And I go, I can't believe people are this excited for this game this early. And he's like, no, that buzz that's going on is Coach Don Meyer just walked into the gym. And at that particular time, you know, Coach Don Meyer is a legendary basketball coach. He has the John Wooden Award, which is the highest award you can get. He was Hall of Fame coach. Um, he won an ESPY. You know, it's just like, so when my eyes locked on uh, Coach Don Meyer, I don't think I was much help to Greeny that night in basketball because I was more focused on what Coach Meyer was doing. Uh, and Coach Meyer, after the game, he um, we were blessed that Coach Grinsteiner and I were able to have a conversation with them. And I built a really good relationship with Coach Meyer. And what happened was um, to get to the Little Buddy Foundation, Coach Meyer was taking his basketball team to a, a retreat. And they, he was in front of the vehicle of his team and they were driving and the, he fell asleep and he hit a semi uh, head on and his boys or his men's basketball team for Northern state at that time. Um, it's kind of odd because as coaches, we motivate the kids to give their best and you got to stick with it and don't quit on us. His men's basketball team actually saved his life that day. The, the, the team gathered around him and said, coach, you got to stay with us. You're not going to pass away. Hang with us. The ambulance is coming. Long story short, uh, he ended up uh, surviving that crash. But when they got him to the hospital, they had to amputate his leg. And Coach Meyer said, take the leg, do whatever you got to do, because I got to get back on the court. I got to start coaching this team. That's how much he loved the game. That's where I really grew close to him. Because at that particular time, you have this your life sitting in the palm of your hands and you're more worried about your team than your life and I don't want to put myself on that level of coach Meyer but sometimes I felt like that that I would you know my life isn't as important as my basketball team and, and I don't know how many coaches can say that and that's that's the fact it's like you love being around those kids that much that you're willing to sacrifice your life sometimes on driving long distances doing whatever you can do but coach Meyer um had to have his leg amputate, amputated. Um, and then they found out when they were doing the amputation that he was uh, full of terminally ill cancer. And you would think that would be the deciding factor and it didn't even phase him. You know, he said, yep, it is what it is. Uh, get me in the wheelchair, get me on the court. And from there, it's like, it, it, I just grew to just absolutely love the guy and, and what he had to offer the game. So going on with that, Coach Meyer and I would, would visit a lot. And he would send me a lot of inspirational things. You would think he would send me X's and O's and things that deals with basketball. It wasn't. It was life lessons. Yeah. This is what you got to do with this kid. You know, every every team's going to lose a big game, but, you know, they can't lose the game of life. And just crazy things like that. And it's stuck in my head. So Coach Meyer ended up retiring from basketball. And he went on to be a motivational speaker, which uh, to this day, I've never been part of a uh, – a speech that he gave at, at South Park that I've never seen anything like it. It was so electrifying what the message that he sent. But I, I asked him to come to South Park, the, the school that I was teaching at. I asked him if he wanted to come in and he wanted to sit down and talk to our student body in the community. And he said he would love to do that. And when he came in, the first thing he asked me is, he's like, hey, where's the kindergarten room? And I was like, kindergarten? I go, you know, you're going to be talking to high school kids, college kids, uh, adults. He's like, no, he goes, I always start out. I got to go read a story to the kindergartner. So we went down there. And again, my passion uh, for Coach Meyer, I just grew because it was like, this guy is way more 
than an SB winner, a Hall of Fame basketball coach, John Wooden Award. Uh, he, he, Hall of, I mean, he's just, he's amazing. You know how he wants to put others before himself. So we went down to the uh, kindergarten room at that time. And, and what he did is he had his prosthetic and he pulled it off, which I thought, oh my gosh, these kids are going to freak <laughs> out. And he had a little smiley face draw, uh, drawn on his nub is what he called it. And he called his nub little buddy. And he would take his knee and I know we're doing a podcast and people can't see what we're talking about, but he would move his knee to the words of the story and the kids were just in love with it. They wanted to touch it. They wanted to high five it. And, you know, from that point, I thought to myself, this guy, when he passes away, his legacy needs to live on. There's something, you know, the people that never met him need to know what he was like. So um, unfortunately, you know, his time come where he passed away and, and his wife, Carmen Meyer, who we have a great connection with today, uh, called and said, hey, Coach Pruitt, you know, uh, Don passed away and, and the funerals uh, such such time. And a little while after that, I got to thinking, you know, I need to do something to show how much Coach Meyer meant to me. So um, one of the first kids I've ever coached, Jordan Sellinger, a Titan alumni, uh, I coached him in the fifth grade, actually with your daughter, they were in the same class, but Jordan, I, I, I coached boys and girls that year. That's, that's how bad, how desperate they were. They needed me for those. But, uh, uh, I told Jordan who's now a lawyer, I said, Hey, I got this funky idea that, um, I want to donate my coaching salary, uh, every year, put it into a foundation where I gift a prosthetic to a child. And he says, you sure you want to do that? And I'm like, yeah, I go, I, you know, coaches make a million dollars in in North Dakota and he just laughed he's like yeah he goes so what's your check about five hundred dollars and I said well a little bit more than that but my check was actually at the time around five thousand dollars I said I want to donate all five thousand dollars um and to start this foundation and and from there it's just blown up it's crazy how far we've come and the the community support the fundraisers um, but that kind of takes us up to that story a little bit longer than probably what you needed. Wow. But, um, we got some stuff to hear in the podcast. I'll tell you that'll make your, your, uh, skin, um, get goosebumps because when we start talking about divine power and, and God has a hand in everything, you're going to say, wow, this is the coolest thing I've ever heard. So, so you got to tell me at least uh, coach Meyer, did, did he give you any X's and O's? He he did it. He Nothing? didn't give me any X's. He his X's and O's to me. Um, and you're talking about a guy that knows Coach K from Duke, John Wooden, uh, every coach, every NBA player. He knows them all. Right before uh, Heart River was going to play in my first district championship game, I just got done giving that rah rah speech that we gave those seventh and eighth graders in football. Yep. Well, I gave that rah rah speech to the varsity players. I'm like this is the first championship, you know, we're going to have in Heart River history. And because it was a co-op at that time, my cell phone rings and it was coach Meyer. And about three minutes before we left the locker room, he goes, Hey, I know you got just a few minutes. He goes, here's the X's and O's I'm going to give you. Keep it simple. And that's, that was the only X's and O's he ever gave me. He says, you don't have to do all this, all this special stuff. Just keep it simple. Do the fundamentals the way you're taught and we, the way you teach them, you're going to be just fine. And, Heart River came out that with their first championship. That's incredible. That's awesome. Um, I, I came across this quote, a John Wooden quote on, on one of the websites that talked about the little buddy that, that says, um, 
you can't live a perfect day without doing something for someone who will never be able to repay you. Kind of, kind of elaborate on that because I think that's, and I'm sure this is going to lead into some of your, your what well, spiritual. You're stuff. right. You know, the, the, the amazing thing about John Wooden that I found out from coach Meyer is he was the most down to earth guy and he never made it complicated. And John Wooden, who taught Coach Meyer life lessons, who then Coach Meyer taught myself life lessons, the one quote that they always say is, you know, the quote that you just said, mm -hmm. that, you know, if, if you want to do something great in this life, do it for somebody that can never repay you. Because then you know it's pure. You don't want anything back. You don't need anything back. You can close your eyes at night and say, I won that game. And that's the one thing when I go back to, you know, I always thought, okay, I got to have this catchphrase. I got to have this, this model of mine. And I always say, okay, we're going to be a regional champion on the court. But if we don't get that, we're going to be state champions in the classroom because at some point basketball is going to stop. And if you don't get that state classroom in the champion, you're going to be a national champion in life. So you're going to graduate. You're going to be something of importance in that national champion in life, um, which is ironic is exactly what John would and said, you know, if you want to live the perfect day, do something for somebody that can never repay you. And prior to this podcast, you and I talking, there is no better feeling in my 48 years of life than helping a stranger and having that stranger stranger become a friend, that stranger uh, becoming part of your family, the little buddy family. It's just so rewarding. And, you know, we, we do all kinds of things when we get prosthetics from, uh, blankets to prosthetics to teddy bears to whatever we can do to make those kids just overcome their adversity and that's just the coolest thing about it that's incredible so you how long has the foundation been going now uh the foundation is on our fourth year uh, we're going i'm sorry our fifth year we started in 2018 uh and with that being said um we we've worked with approximately we're going on 11 12 and 13 children that we've helped in five years wow. um we have different ways of helping children we gift prosthetics mm -hmm. where we'll gift them the product itself um or if the insurance will pay for it we'll guide them to certain areas that can help them beyond that prosthetic so therapy uh different prosthetic companies like osure prosthetics uh different uh health practitioners somebody that can help them do different things or get what they need mm -hmm. and so far we've gifted five prosthetics um, to children so we had we just gifted a uh, an arm to a young lady in South Dakota a rodeo girl uh, Taylor Grill and I just got back last week I drove down to Greeley, Greeley Colorado to uh, be part of the gifting of the arm to her and, and watch her get on this horse and and rope a calf and it was it was so incredible that you would think you'd need you know a cup of coffee to drive back from Greeley to Dickinson, North Dakota, which is about eight hours. I was so pumped up from seeing that that I probably could have drove straight through Dickinson right into Canada and not knowing <laughs> what was going on because it was such a great feeling. But we've gifted five prosthetics, um, but we've helped about six kids. And those kids that we're helping, we're still in the process of either gifting them a certain prosthetic or getting them set up to get that prosthetic through insurance. So, uh -huh. wow, that's incredible. So, what what is like 
I can't even fathom. What is a prosthetic device? What is what's a range in cost to something like that? Well, it's interesting because remember I said I wanted to donate my coaching check, you know, five thousand dollars. I'm thinking, okay, I should be able to get one or two or three prosthetics <laughs> with that. Well, my first check didn't pay for our first prosthetic. <laughs> we had to do a little bit more fundraising with that. So I'll just say this, you know, prosthetics are based on the size of the person, just like a shoe. You know, you buy a certain shoe size. Um, but the one thing we learned is our first recipient was Jacob Peterman. And this is a story. I mean, I'm going to just share it with you because the, or to our listeners, if you're still listening to my voice, uh, <laughs> it's it's one of those things. This will be one of many goosebumps you will get with uh, the Little Buddy Foundation. But when I talked to Jordan and I said, hey, I want to, you know, start out by gifting my coaching check and get this this foundation going. Um, the, the Dickinson press did an article on me, I believe it was on Thursday or Friday. And because it was something neat at that time, they're like heart river coach wants to donate check start foundation on behalf of his mentor. So it was a really nice little sports story for them. Then following day, the following Saturday, a young boy in Wapiton, North Dakota, uh, Jacob Peterman was going in for a layup, jump stop, busted his leg nasty break found out that they had cancer he had cancer in his bones they had to amputate that leg a basketball player you think of coach meyer losing his amputated leg or amputation uh me being a basketball coach coach meyer being a basketball coach the light bulb you know there was there was a signal that said hey this is your first recipient so we reached out to jacob and at that particular time everything lined up all stars were lined up. We we gifted him his first cheetah foot explorer so he could run, so he could do some different things. And uh, that one there cost just roughly over $5,000. Okay. Okay. So that was the very first one. And I'm like, holy moly, you know, I, it's, I'm going to have to wait for the next 30 years to donate, you know, another prosthetic. Well, interesting fact, our second um, recipient was uh, a young boy here in Dickinson. And he needed a chia foot too. So we kind of knew what that was going to be. And uh, he wanted to play football. So we we waited that year, got the fundings in there. A couple of people found out about the foundation. We started taking some donations to build up our endowment, non-endowments, where we can draw money off of different things. And uh, we gifted him his uh, prosthetics, so roughly around that $5,000. Then we come to our third recipient, uh, Mariah Jenkins, which... This this will give you goosebumps if you're following the whole story so far. So Mariah Jenkins was a high school volleyball player, a junior for Crosby, North Dakota. The place, the court, the basketball court, the same area I met Don Meyer in 2006. Mariah was in a car accident where um, she lost her arm um, in the car accident. She also lost her mom. That's one thing that, you know, each one of these kids besides losing a limb, um, there's a story that goes with it that's much deeper, much more emotional than the loss of a limb. Um, they're either battling cancer, they were in a car accident, or something happened. Well, Mariah lost her mom in that car accident, and we found out about it. A friend of mine said, hey, we got this girl up here that, that you might be interested in helping. And after learning about Mariah, we're like, let's do it. Well, you go from a, a foot to a, a lower limb to an upper limb. And it's a it's a huge increase in price. So what happened was with Mariah, she was a phenomenal athlete. 
we ended up getting her a thing called the bionic arm that's controlled by the brain and it's the muscles and and that bionic arm was $135,000. Now, everyone's like, you paid $135,000. No, the bionic arm was $135,000. The insurance would, would not pay for the $135,000. So the insurance would pay for half. The little buddy picked up the other half. You know, wow. so, and then we worked with uh, Essential Healthcare in Osher, which we built great relationships with them. They chipped in for a little bit. So little buddy wrote a check for about $50,000 for that arm, for that bionic arm. Wow. And at that time, again, you're thinking, well, how'd you get $50,000? You only make $5,000 a year. We had some tremendous people in our community um, that did fundraisers with us. We were part of a, a Bakken charity golf scramble that raised a lot of good money. We had some uh, uh, anonymous donors that, that said, hey, I love what you're doing we don't want any credit keep keep going after this and it just came together and we were able to gift her that that bionic arm and there's video out there to watch her use that bionic arm but it is absolutely crazy things you can do and that there you know it's crazy because i met coach meyer 2006 on the center court of crosby north dakota and in 2019 you know 13 years later well, no, not 13, whatever. Yeah, yeah 13 yeah. years later, we're in the center court of Crosby, North Dakota, gifting $135,000 bionic arm to a young lady in front of a student body in a packed gym uh, in memory of Coach Don Meyer. And it was just, it, that's where I think God, along with Coach Meyer, said, hey, I'm going to put my hand in this, stir the pot a little bit. We're taking you full revolution all the way back. And that there is when I knew this is going to be something special. So from there, we just kept plucking away. Wow. That's awesome. Those, those stories are just uh, heartwarming. So how often do you, um, you must remain in contact with these um, kids that you've been working with, huh? Yeah, I, I'm probably more of a pain to them than, <laughs> than what they want. Because to me, you said earlier, you know, my wife, Don and I, um, we don't have any children, but that doesn't mean that we can't help other people's children in need. And and so when I say little buddy family, it's kind of like Coach Pruitt's daughter, Coach <laughs> Pruitt's son. And and I, you know, we we do all kinds of things. Um, with Jacob Peterman, we reached out and um, at that particular time, there was a NFL football player that lost uh, an arm that played for the Seattle Seahawks, uh, Shaquille Griffin. Yeah. And he did a, a video for us, an inspiration video for Jacob. We've had uh, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Monte K. in Holland, who I met at a basketball camp, multi-billionaire uh, suit industry designer. He made a suit on behalf of one of our recipients. We do all kinds of things, birthday gifts. Um, we have a little little recipient coming in. Uh, actually, today, we have her all set up. She's three years old. We gifted a, a little hand. She, uh, she's got a full uh, couple of days of enjoyment at uh, the Medora musical and uh, thank you to Teddy Roosevelt aka Joe our friend he, he yeah. good 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 guy got us all set up so um, yeah you know it, it's it's one of those things that it goes for me it goes way beyond just gifting the prosthetic well so you you um, it always amazes me how connected you are and uh, you know I've, I've sat and we visited about um, your connections in the coaching world and things like that and how all this kind of is helpful for um, I'm sure 
trying to raise funds to to get these things off the ground. So yeah, and that's the cool thing about it because it goes much further than just that connection with the the recipient. You you meet a lot of great people in this world, and the one thing that I've I've learned is you know as much negativity that's going on right now in 2022, there's a lot of good people out there, and there's way more good people than bad people. It's just unfortunately we hear about the bad people all the time, but there's some people out there that do some amazing things that, you know what, they, they live that perfect day. There's yeah. nothing you can ever do to repay them right. and they don't want any credit. And, uh, you know, John Wooden's famous quote too to coach Meyer was, I don't care about any hall of fame in this planet earth. I want to be in God's hall of fame. And that's something that's I am striving for. Exactly. Wow. So, you know, where do you see the little buddy foundation five years, 10 years down the road? Where do, you, where do you see it going? Because this thing's kind of taken off on you. Well, it's it's the crazy part is, is we went from us finding recipients to recipients calling us now, you know, application. So one thing we had to do is get an application out there because <laughs> me and Jordan Sellinger, he will laugh at this because he has to hold me back because I, I don't say no to anything. You know, I, I might have 12 people asking me to help them and we only have the funds for one. You know, so it's kind of one of those things where uh, I want to help as many children as I can. And 10 years from now, I would like to at least have 10 different states that we help the child in. And right now we have uh, North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota. We're working with a young girl in Arkansas and we have a young boy in Montana and that's in five years. So my ultimate goal is Coach Meyer influenced people worldwide. I would like to influence children for the better in the 50 states. If I can hit 50 states before uh, I pass away, then I think that's a that's a great accomplishment. So that's one thing that we're really looking at. People always ask, is it just a North Dakota thing? No, it's not. You know, Don Meyer was not a North Dakota thing. You know, Don Meyer was a national guy. So that's something that we're really expanding. And, and it's really cool because you talk about connections. We've had Michigan coaches that knew Don Meyer that I've never met that are big time coaches at the highest level you can coach calling us and saying hey coach Pruitt we want to be part of this little buddy foundation can we run a basketball camp to help you out and I'm in awe because I'm like one they actually knew who I was you know two of course right. we would do anything to be part of that so you know it's really living the legacy out of coach Don Meyer and then making something special for these kids um, that they can remember they can look back on and say you know, we met this individual that I probably wouldn't be here today if they didn't help us. And that was the Little Buddy Foundation. Yeah. So if if I have any of my listeners that are out there that are, are interested in donating to the Little Buddy Foundation, how, how do they get a hold of you and, and what's the best way? Well, we're a, we're a 501c3 nonprofit. So, I mean, we're, we're do art through the Community Foundation here in Dickinson. But the best way to do it is to go to our website. Um, it's www littlebuddyfoundation.org and we have a donation um, site right there that you can do a credit card you can send it in you can do whatever you want but it has everything that you need to do tax deductible of course all that good stuff um, but that's that's the easiest way you know a lot of people have sent money in the mail to me directly but then I have to forward that on to the company and and sometimes that gets a little hectic because somebody will say, hey, uh, we sent you a check two weeks ago. It hasn't gone through. And it's just, you know, what are you doing with this? Yeah, it's just easier. You just send it straight to where it needs to go. And but that's all something, you know, when we when we started this foundation, all the things that come with it, wow. you know, it's crazy how how much it takes to gift something. 
you know, it's just, it's just not here's $5,000. It's like, you gotta, it's, it's nuts. That's where, that's where you could do a whole nother podcast with Jordan Sellinger and document, you could document, yeah, document, tell yeah. you what you got to do. Wow. Well, in, in honor of um, Ursfeld Pharmacy, so we're in business, this is our 40th year. My dad started the pharmacy in September of 1982. So 40 years, uh, we committed in the month of August here to donate um, 40 cents for every supplement that we sell in the month of August. So we're hoping to sell a whole bunch of supplements to help the Little Buddy Foundation. So my staff is super excited to get on board behind that. And yeah, so we're 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 kind of kind of excited to be part of your little program. Yeah, so. we we greatly appreciate that. I mean, it that's that's what that's what helps us. You know, that's what helps us. Is in the other cool thing about that is there's a lot of people that want to donate to something and they don't know. Okay, where's my money actually going to? And what we've been really good with at the Little Buddy Foundation is you're going to see directly where that money went to. You're going to see that child. You're going to, there's news clippings. And the other thing is we have a lot of people that connect with the child too, that help them out afterwards. And uh, that's something that's really cool. We, uh, matter of fact, we just expanded our little buddy foundation and we're doing a little buddy scholarship right now, where this would be the first year that I wanted to do something a uh, little, some kids we can gift a prosthetic to some we can't. But the one thing that I've noticed is through two of our recipients so far is the funding for college is, is hard after they go through the life experiences that they have, yeah. you know, Jacob Peterman um, has cancer. So his medical expenses is, is beyond what we can imagine. Mm -hmm. Mariah, um, it, you know, is to the point where she graduated losing her mom and, and um, some of her family has some post-traumatic uh, uh, injuries with that accident where she's the bread maker in the family right now you know, and she still wants to further her education. So what we're going to try to do is, is build up that scholarship and we can gift that to anybody. It doesn't have to be one of our recipients, but somebody that just needs a little bit of help uh, to further that educa education and do something in this world. That's awesome. So the, the call to action here, if you've got any cash hanging around you, yeah. you that you just don't know what to do with, I think uh, get on get online, www.littlebuddyfoundation.org. Yeah. And hit the donate button for them. So. Yeah. We also have Facebook. You can go on. There's a donation thing on Facebook, but um, it's, it's something I, I think you can, honestly, I don't like to ask for money, yeah. but it's something that if you ever, like you said, you want to do something, we want to donate to a charity and you know where it's going. The little buddy foundation will, it will go to proper use. That's awesome. So so if you've made it this far into the podcast, I always give you a little bit of a, a little reward for doing that. So you can get 25% off one of your supplements. We'll donate 40 cents to the Little Buddy um, program. Of your choice, just mention the code Little Buddy Pod Podcast uh, for telephone and in-person orders at the pharmacy. So Greg, uh, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for uh, joining me on the podcast. I it's just it's good to catch up with you again. We we I need you to take me fishing or something yeah, like that yeah. so we can so we can talk a little bit further. But uh, thank you, thanks yeah, for joining. Thank you for having me, and yeah. and it's just been a, a blessing. I mean, it's there's no better feeling. You know, Coach Meyer left me, and I'll leave you with this quote. You know, each day you think about yourself rather than serving others is a miserable wasted day. And that's one of the last things he told me before he passed. He actually wrote, wrote it down on a book for me, sent me the book. He said, Greg, this is one thing I want you to remember. 
You know, it wasn't uh, run flex offense or run a two two one press. It was each day you think about yourself rather than serving others is a miserable waste of day. So at the end of the day, if you want to close your eyes and, and sleep peacefully, do something good for somebody. And it doesn't have to be the Little Buddy Foundation, but just do something good for somebody. That's awesome. Great words of wisdom. Uh, we're going to wrap this podcast up. And as always, be vigilant about your health. As always, be vigilant about your health.